Grace and mercy and peace be with you, my friends in Christ, from God our Father and our Lord and our Savior Jesus. Amen. Today we continue our, our journey through our 150-year-old mission statement as a congregation. Many of you have been with us over the last number of weeks, but some of you are here for the first time or, or visiting with us. And so what we are doing as we near our 150th anniversary celebration on July 23rd, uh, our, our mission statement as it exists in our church constitution today is the same as it was 150 years ago. And so what we are doing is looking at how uh, the mission of God really remains the same here at God's, in, in God's house here at St. Peter and Paul. Um, even though this world changes and, and the people change, uh, God doesn't change. And so his mission for us doesn't change either. So we're taking this one phrase, uh, phrase by phrase each week. Um, and uh, to begin, let me just read in its entirety this mission statement because some of you haven't seen this yet. So it goes like this. The purpose of this congregation shall be to give honor and glory to God, to carry out his will, to assist in preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ to all the world, to manifest the unity of our faith in Jesus Christ as God and Savior, to foster Christian fellowship and love, to extend a helping hand in human need, and to achieve our objectives by the preaching of the word of God, by the administration of the sacraments, by the religious instruction of all its members, according to the confessional standards of the Evangelical Lutheran Church. So today we're going to focus on this phrase to foster Christian fellowship and love. That we exist to foster Christian fellowship and love. Last week we had this, uh, this message about unity and, and how unity comes about uh, through loving and forgiving like Jesus, how we're brought together. Now fellowship is one of the results of that unity, right? So if we love and forgive as Jesus loves and forgives, then we are brought together in which we have this fellowship with one another and with Jesus Christ. So we're going to focus on this word fellowship, but I think, uh, you know, this is one of those church words, again, that we throw around a lot. Uh, I think a lot of us think that um, the time after this service, when we gather together for coffee and donuts, a lot of us call that fellowship hour. Some of you even call that that big room. Not Some, some of you call it the gym. Some of you call it the multi-purpose room. Some of you call it the fellowship hall even though I've heard most kids refer to it actually as the donut room itself. So uh, call it what you will, but I think in our minds, you know, fellowship is this time where we come together as people and have relationships with one another. Actually, this last week, some of you saw this picture when I uh, sent it out in a blog, but I was working on this sermon in my office, and I was in, that's a plate uh, where I had just finished some leftover donuts from Sunday morning. So, um, you know, I want to thank all of you for not eating all the donuts every Sunday. You know, it's a, every once in a while I have them during the week. So as I was writing this message, I was having a donut and thinking about all of you. But is fellowship just about spending time with people, or is there more to it? Today we heard read from 1 John chapter 1 about how we have fellowship with one another, but also how when having fellowship with one another as Christian people, we are also in fellowship with our Heavenly Father. So as we come together in Christ's name to love and forgive as we've been loved and forgiven, we do have fellowship, relationship with one another, but we also have fellowship with God at the same time. Actually, the Greek word for fellowship that shows up in the Bible is, is the Greek word koinonia. Koinonia, say that after me. Koinonia. Koinonia. Koinonia is the Greek 
word for fellowship, and that word has in, it, in its meaning uh, two elements, an earthly element, but also a heavenly element. That koino, when, when you have koinonia with someone, that means relationship in Christ with a brother and sister in Christ. That you have fellowship with one another, but mutually, at the same time, you're having fellowship with your Heavenly Father. There's something greater going on in Christian fellowship than just relationships among people. So therefore, fellowship itself, it is a church word, because it is a Christian concept. It's about being united together in this love of Christ beyond anything that we could ever imagine or, or anything that we could see. It's earthly and it's heavenly all at the same time. In our world today, though, and especially, I believe, in, in this society, uh, there, are, there are different ideas and different ideals about what Christianity is and, and what it is that we are supposed to do as Christian people. Now, many people will say that, um, that, that they, they want to have Christian fellowship with one another, but actually what, what they mean is that they just want to have Christian fellowship with Jesus. Here, here's what I mean. In this society, it seems as though people want to believe that faith and religion is just something that, that you do on your own, and it's a private matter, right? Like, you can have faith and your religion, and, and you can have faith in your religion, and you can have faith in your religion, and, and the society would say it doesn't matter what your faith or your religion is, so long as you just do what you do, and, and you know, keep your God in the closet when we come into the public arena. They just want faith to be faith and to leave it alone. I actually, I heard an interview uh, the other day with Ivanka Trump, and I'm not, this is not a political statement at all, it's just an observation of a statement she made, uh, but Ivanka Trump, you know, the daughter of uh, the president, and she was asked about her faith, and, and she's recently converted to Judaism, and so they, the interviewer said to her, we know that your faith and your religion is very important to you. Can you describe why it's important to you? And her answer was, this. She said, I prefer not to talk about my faith or my religion because that's a, that's a private thing. Um, it's, it's pretty much the only private thing that I have left, and I really just would like to keep it a private matter. Yes, it affects the way that I am, but I just that's how I want to have it. Now, I, I can appreciate and sympathize with having your life in the, in the uh, public eye and under the public scrutiny all the time and really just wanting to have something private, but my observation is, is this. It's, it's more about that sentiment that faith is just a private thing, something I do in my time, and it doesn't need to uh, be about anybody else. It's just about me and my God. Now, this seems to be the way of the society right now, right? Like, you've got your God, you've got your God, you've got your God, you've got your church, you've got your faith, you've got your religion, and again, the mentality of many people is you just do your thing, and keep your God in the closet when we come into the public arena, and then we'll all be okay. Now, the troubling thing is sometimes this attitude actually slips into the Christian realm as well, with, even within a Christian congregation. Because sometimes people will come into this place and, and have the mentality of, 
you have your relationship with Jesus, and you have your relationship with Jesus, and you have your relationship with Jesus, and you have your relationship with Jesus, and, and that's your thing. And so long as you do your thing and I do my thing, we all have this, the, this relationship with Jesus on our own, then we're all okay. We're just going to pretend that everything is fine. When, as a matter of fact, what God has called us to is something greater than that within Christian fellowship and love is when we come together and acknowledge the fact that, frankly, a lot of times things aren't okay. And I'm not okay. And I am a sinner. And I am broken. And this world is beating me up. And I need you, my brothers and sisters in Christ, to build me up and hold on to me in the love of Jesus Christ. And when we mutually have that and share that with one another, that is what Christian fellowship and love looks like. God said in the very beginning of the scriptures, it is not good for man to be alone. And so he created a suitable helper for that man. And in that relationship, it was more than just an emotional connection. It was more than just a physical connection. In the relationship of people in this creation, in the name of Christ, when we come together in Christ, there is a spiritual component as well. Something greater and far beyond anything that we could ever ask or imagine. And this is what Christian fellowship and love looks like. And the beautiful thing about Christian fellowship is this is where we actually experience the love of Jesus Christ. When you love someone like Christ loves you, you are actually putting into practice the love and forgiveness that has been given to you. And when a brother or sister in Christ loves and forgives you as they have been loved and forgiven, you actually experience the forgiveness of Jesus. See, if it worked for the human relationships we have, living this stuff out, love and forgiveness would just be spiritual ideas that we have, right? It would just be something that you have to understand and think about. But fellowship is something you actually get to live in and do with one another. And so my friends, I pray that you actually love and forgive like Jesus because that's where you get to experience this love of Jesus Christ. Now I spend time um, in my vocation as pastor visiting uh, members of our church that are homebound that can't make it to church for one reason or another, whether it be to old, uh, old age or physical ailment. And it's not just me that does this. Many of you visit people on your own as well, and I, I love that. That's what Christian Fellowship is. And I also have elders that assist me in this work as well. Uh, this last week, though, I, I made a few visits, and, and I was with, um, with a, a homebound member of ours who's in her 90s. And she said to me on uh, last Tuesday, she said, you know, Pastor, what I miss the most is is going to church I, I miss the people I miss the relationships that I have with people here I am in in my son's house and I can't get out and this is going to be my final place I believe that we are created and and this relationship this fellowship that God gives us within our human uh, world is God's gift to us and we need it as humans, we crave connectivity with people. And even in a world that seems to be getting more and more connected through technology and social media, it, it actually in many ways is driving more and more people into isolation. 
which is a which is an interesting uh, thing that's going on in this world that we'll have to see how it plays out in the in the church into the future. But these people that I visit with in their homes miss you. They miss you. They miss that love and forgiveness that we experience and live in with one another. There's something that happens when God's people are gathered together in his name. And it's a powerful experience. And many of you have had this experience before in this in this word koinonia again, this this earthly element and this heavenly element meeting together. I don't know if you've had these experiences as Christian brothers and sisters when you're gathered together and you and you you share what's going on in life and you build one another up through those challenges, through through that love and forgiveness of Jesus. And you sense that there is something big going on here, something powerful, something beyond coffee and donuts. And it's because there is, because God is there with you to love and forgive and to show you what that looks like. My friends, when we gather together for Christian fellowship and love, there is this extreme, beyond your wildest imagination kind of fellowship that happens. And I pray that if you are here today and you're feeling alone, and you're feeling isolated, if you're missing connectivity with your brothers and sisters in Christ, dear friends who are gathered here, I pray that you love one another as Christ loves you and you reach out with loving arms, with his loving arms for the sake of one another. Jesus said in the gospel lesson today in John chapter 15, you are my friends. You're my friends, and I lay down my life for you. My friends, my dear friends here at St. Peter and Paul, I pray that we live in that love of Jesus Christ and see each other as friends, but even more than friends. Because Jesus has laid down his life for us, we are actually brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters that share in the eternal hope of heaven with one another. God has rescued and claimed every one of us from sin and death and the power of the devil. We share in this heavenly promise and therefore we are brothers and sisters in Christ. Now there's a, there's a song by that title, Brothers and Sisters in Christ. Some of you that uh, grew up or have spent any time in the Lutheran Church of Missouri Synod denomination probably know this song, but a lot of you, that, that's not your case. You're coming from all kinds of different backgrounds. Um, but when, when I was a kid, I learned how to play guitar in um, fifth grade, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grab this guitar. Uh, this guitar has been with me since about the sixth grade, and it's, it's traveled with me all around the world, actually. Um, and when I was a kid, we used to sing this song, Brothers and Sisters in Christ. It's kind of a hymn, kind of a contemporary song. But our church didn't have contemporary music, but we would do a guitar service once a month. And it seemed like we always played this song, Brothers and Sisters in Christ. Also, this guitar went, went with me when I was in junior high and high school to a Native American reservation in northern Minnesota year after year, uh, where I, I went on mission trips. And we would gather around a campfire at night and sing brothers and sisters in Christ. And I would play this, this guitar. Uh, this guitar has been with me um, on other mission trips. This is the one I had as a camp counselor. Uh, this, this thing has spent uh, many a day around campfires uh, experiencing and leading people in, in Christian worship. Uh, this song, by, uh, Brothers and Sisters in Christ, though, 
even, even last year, this song seems to keep popping up in my life. Last year, we had uh, kids from our, or from our youth group go to the National Youth Gathering, which is a gathering of Missouri Synod Lutheran youth, about 30,000 strong. We were in New Orleans, Louisiana. And the guy who wrote this song, Brothers and Sisters in Christ, was retiring. And so with 30,000 of our closest friends, we sang this song. But there's one story I want to share. Uh, when I was in college, I went to Kazakhstan on a mission trip for 12 days. Uh, my wife, Abby, was actually with. We, I think we were engaged at the time, maybe, or dating. And when I went to Kazakhstan, again, this guitar went with me. And there was, a, there was a man by the name of Valeri. He was a deacon at this church in Kazakhstan. And they wanted to reach the youth of their area, uh, kind of create a youth program. And so that was why we were gathered there with him. Now, here's the deal. Valeri didn't speak any English. And I don't really know how to speak Russian at all. I think I learned how to say please and thank you before that trip. But Valeria and I stayed up super late every single night uh, having chai together. That's not chai tea, but they call all kinds of tea chai in Kazakhstan. And Valeria would share his struggles with me about the ministry, and I would try to encourage him. And all we had was a Russian and English dictionary that we would pass back and forth. Now, I tried to find um, some pictures of Kazakhstan, but I, I couldn't find any. I don't know what I did with all these pictures. But I had, a, I had a random memory that I actually kept a journal when I was on this trip. I've never kept a journal in my entire life, but I did for these 12 days. And I found this, this entry in this journal this last week. I'm going to put it up on the screen. I, I don't know if you can read my handwriting, so I'll just read this for you. But it says this, Valeri wants to do youth ministry, but he thinks he needs to play guitar better. So I offered to help him with his guitar. After he drove Kim home, him and I played guitar. That's bad grammar. I should have said he and I played guitar, right? But I, I taught him the chords for brothers and sisters in Christ, and I wrote them down for him. I didn't say it in here, but he couldn't speak any English, but he could sing the chorus of this song in English, which is really cool. So then we practiced our Russian and English reading skills, and then we shared pictures of family. Now, did I mention that Valeri's English is only slightly better than my Russian? Yes, it was an inter interesting experience tonight. It was very humbling. And I just pray tonight that Valeri sees his talent and can take that and run with it however God leads him. So I, I share some of those stories because as I was grabbing this guitar this last week, I was thinking, wow, this thing's been with me through a lot of Christian fellowship and love in, in various languages throughout the world. And that's what Christian fellowship is, right? It's, it's greater than just coffee and donuts. It's, it's beyond just an earthly element. There's a heavenly component here. So even though we are in this remote neck of the woods, we share in a worldly, timeless Christian fellowship and love with an almighty God who has salvation provided for every single person. So some of you may know this song. We're going to sing Brothers and Sisters in Christ. Um, if you don't know it, well, sing along anyways and figure it out. Uh, those of you who do know it, let's sing nice and loud. All right. So we sing together Brothers and Sisters in Christ. Sing Alleluia, Amen. Let your prayers and your praises ascend. Lift up your voices and sing to our Lord God, our Savior and King. Here brought together by grace, we are gathered. Thank you. 
Christian fellowship and love we have here within our community would be a blessing to you and that you would live and love as dearly loved people in this world when you go into your neighborhoods and your families. We go in the grace and love of Jesus Christ in his name. Amen.